0: proverbs 25 verse 27 and proverbs 27 verses 1 and 2 verse 27 it is not good to eat much honey nor it is glorious to seek one's own glory proverbs 27 verses 1 and 2 do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring let another praise you in not your own mouth a stranger and not your own lips it's good to see you this morning and for all those who prayed for me thank you i i was having a hard time speaking Uh, You know the term, I lost my voice. You don't really lose your voice because you can still speak, but I could not speak clearly because of sore throats. That was uh, more than a week ago, so thank you. Yet, many of us are experiencing colds and fever, and uh, many of our brothers and sisters. So for those who were anticipating uh, a Christmas party, Especially for the men, we were supposed to rock the house with singing (laughs) using this sound system. Uh, And for the ladies yesterday, uh, we can still do it probably January because most of us have personal schedule already lined up for the rest of December. We always say we want our church community to meet on Sundays and in the small group but Christmas, give time to family and share the gospel. And that's a great excuse to read the gospel story again and again and again. I always say, let us never get tired on telling the purpose of Christ and his suffering, death, and resurrection, the significance of it, and what he expect of, expects of us as well. And that is all by the grace of God. And uh, thank you, our, some of our elders, I think half of them are sick as well. So do pray uh, for them. Well, not sick, as in bedridden. They just don't want to come here to infect you. Uh, probably some of you are sick here. Just don't say it because we might avoid you. Uh, good morning. Again, we're still on our series on, on Proverbs. The gospel is the center of the scriptures, meaning Christ is the center and what he did, his finished work, that is the gospel. The gospel is about Christ and his finished work on the cross and that includes his suffering, death and resurrection. And uh, because of that death, there was a substitutionary thing that happened. His life was perfect and our lives are imperfect. We are sinners. Yet he was holy and pure. He was the only one worthy to be sacrificed according to the law of God. And God gave that sense of justice or that justice system in the Old Testament. That's why we study the Old Testament to appreciate the coming of Christ. And if we have studied Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus. We see that there is a justice system there where they sacrifice animals, lambs innocent lambs who had nothing to do with the sin of those sacrificing it. And that lamb or that animal must die for the ones who sacrificed it. It was a substitutionary thing where somebody else must suffer. And God was giving us a foreshadowing of what is to come. That's why Jesus was called the Lamb of God. And that's why his life, the perfect life, was imputed to us. And our sin was imputed to him. So what happened on the cross was what? He received the justice of God meant for us. He received it. That pain and suffering and death. He's not supposed to die because he had no sin. But death could not hold him either because he had no sin. The three days that happened there was pain for us. Then he rose again. That's why when God saw Christ on the cross, He saw our sin. Justice must be done because God is both a loving God and yet a just God. And we will appreciate even an earthly judge if their children were on trial. We expect that earthly judge to render justice. But that doesn't mean that earthly judge does not love his children. He must fulfill the law. So God, in His wisdom, fulfilled the law, yet provided a way for mercy. Please understand, we treasure that message, and forever we will hold it dear. And then Jesus said to His apostles, and that you must proclaim repentance for the forgiveness of sins. What is repentance? A change of mind, a change of perspective on sin in the world. That we no longer follow sin in the world and we follow Christ. Yet if ever we do sin, there is forgiveness in Christ. Yet all our hearts, we follow Him and leave and repent and turn away. That's why they say repentance and faith cannot be separated. Although they're two different words, they are very similar. Because you cannot have faith if you have not changed your mind. You can only have faith if you truly believe in Him. And less of the world, and less of yourself, and not of yourself I mean. But truly believe in Him. That is the center. Yet once in a while we go to look at practical living in the Bible. Every now and then, we share an angle of the gospel, and that's the reason for the epistles. Yet, practical wisdom is important. Now, I share the gospel first so that we don't lose perspective, because sometimes we preachers end up preaching more about practical living than the gospel, and that's A problem with us sometimes because we want to see changes so we preach a lot on practical wisdom how should we live our lives on earth yet there are times we preach the gospel and we neglect sharing words of wisdom from from the Bible and in the past several weeks more than a month we have been dealing with wisdom and wealth wisdom and wealth Not the prosperity gospel type. Not the name it and claim it type. Which I cannot really root in scripture. But it's popular. Name it, claim it. Oh dear. Not the everything's gonna be alright type of gospel. No. Your soul maybe by God's grace. Yes, the soul. Everything's gonna be alright. But that means... That does not mean zero trial and zero, zero suffering. Whoever preaches to you the gospel that all your problems will be solved. All the sin problems, the consequence of sin problems will be solved. The consequence of sin. But the Bible never said that everything's going to be all right, fit literally everything. In fact, what does it guarantee? it guarantees trials now the bible did say count it all joy when you encounter different trials right so can everybody smile at me right now and say i count it joy to have trials come on try you can try smile come on i don't see your mouth but i can see your eyes so just try try <laughs> i'm having trial But right now, let's go back. (laughs) Let me begin the message today. I just felt like I need to present the gospel again so that we don't get lost in practical living only without understanding the center of why we exist. Why? You have to figure out why they say that he died on the cross for your sin. If you can't figure that out, you don't understand the gospel. And that's why I had to repeat it because you get appreciation when you study both the Old and the New Testament together and you see the beauty of it. The title of today's message is Selfish Glory. It is unwise to elevate oneself. Scripture warns that those who elevate themselves, God will humble. And those who humble themselves, God will Elevate. It is wise to take heed. However, some cannot resist the temptation to chase self-glory. The need to be known or the yearning for applause lures many into unenviable positions. Ha! Huh. Be careful what you desire. What you desire may not be as pleasant as you think. In reality it might be the opposite wisdom leads us to work faithfully and to develop excellent skills if ever we are known for character and work let us glorify the lord with all our hearts let us never boast of our good deeds accomplishments and plans why anything can happen there's so many things that can be out Of our control, therefore, no one should boast. First point, do not seek own glory. Wisdom advises moderation when eating honey. (laughs) Honey. I'll tell you about honey later. Otherwise, one will vomit it and this is the reference within the same chapter 25 verse 16 it is unwise to seek one's glory which may refer to self-exaltation and such is the behavior of the boastful the arrogant or the insecure let's read 25 verse 27 it is not good to eat much honey nor is it glorious to seek seek one's own glory now, you have to look at, in those days, they haven't discovered chocolate, all right, in, in the Middle East. Uh, where'd you find chocolate? It was in the, among the Aztecs. Now, we know as Mexico. And it was transported and planted in the Philippines. Oh, okay, sorry. Cacao is my other thing that I do. I have a cacao farm, so I know about a little history. But in those days... Honey was the type of the the food that's pleasurable, the food that's delicious. It's it's honey, it's sweet. And you put honey in everything and it becomes sweeter. And and that was the perfect dessert then. Mm -hmm. It's not good to eat much honey. Well, uh, 25 verse 16 says, if you eat too much, you'll vomit it. I think if you eat too much of anything, you'll vomit it, right? (laughs) Some of you here used to drink a lot when you were not believers. Well, I hope so. hope you don't drink that much anymore. But some of us drink a lot and uh, we come to the point, we go to the restroom to pee, but there are times we go there to puke. Uh, Because too much... The same way with too much honey or too much food... I was reading the history of franchising and I just happened to see there that one of those who owns a particular donut company who started it died from diabetes. How come it wasn't surprising, right? Maybe I want to do the quality taste every day, right? (laughs) You eat, you do quality control every day to test if the product is right. Eating too much of anything is not good. I think even eating too much carrots is not good. Eating too much of anything now, too much honey is not good. And uh, if you look at the proverb, remember when they write Proverbs then, it's either a contrast or a parallel. So the message is not really about honey. It's about self-glory. If eating too much honey is not good. And that's like kind of the, the, the common knowledge then. Like today, eating too much sugar is not good. And that's a common knowledge today. We know that eating too much sweets is not good for the health. And that's why it says in, the, in, a, in a parallel thing, Nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. However, these are the values you see. In television, especially the Western world, the lack of humility, the more of, I'm the best, and you are nothing. And you see that in many sports. Uh, And sometimes we like the drama, but hopefully we don't copy the value. Now, let me say it is good to build a respectable reputation. Ah, That's different, okay? Okay. It is good to build a respectable reputation, which is better than gold or silver. And you'll find that in Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is better than gold or silver. But to seek fame for its own sake is unwise. Fame for its own sake is unwise. Like too much honey, one may vomit their fame. If you want to be famous, you should be willing to give up a lot of your privacy as well. And some have not really experienced losing their privacy that much. But that's just one one aspect, the expectation you create when you want to be elevated. When you want to be elevated to the highest level and applauded by many, the expectation of others are higher. And uh, when you fail, how quickly people shift, how quickly they flip. And not many fans are good fans. Some will root for their, their hero, but when the hero loses, they badmouth them on social media. There are many who are not ladies and gentlemen today. Instead, they just disappointed and disappointed. Do not seek your own glory. And we must be careful with this. Now, building, as we have studied in the past, building a good reputation is different. If people know you for the way you work, the way you speak the way you behave because you are trustworthy and that's different and such is what scripture promotes point number two do not boast of tomorrow wisdom warrants against boasting about tomorrow no matter the anticipation of a good thing Many unseen and uncontrollable factors exist. One can never be too sure. Thus, one must remain humble about the prospects of the future. Let's read that, 27 verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Now, we can plan, and we should plan. Can you be excited with your plan? Sure, be excited with your plan, but do not boast about them. There is a difference. You have a support group that encourages you about your plan, that critiques your plan as well, yet we should not boast about them. In fact, we should try to keep it to a smaller group, Why? Because if you tell about grand plans, there are some who will cheer you and some who will mock you. And some of them are hypocrites. They smile at you when they're in front of you, but they mock you when behind you. So do not be quick to elevate the self. Do not be quick to elevate the plans. Now... That's why you share it to those who can appreciate and understand it. Now, some of you have plans of study, and I appreciate that. Some of you have plans to develop certain skills. Some of you have plans to, to create a good family, a godly family, and a career with it. Praise the Lord. And you can ask prayer requests from one another, and that is fantastic. Fantastic. But then, guard the heart. Guard the heart. As we say, everything we own can suddenly disappear. Everything that we are proud of can suddenly disappear. So what do we do? We are conservative about speaking of our plans. We are conservative about sharing our achievements. Do we share it? Of course, because there are genuine people who'd like to see you succeed. Who would, who would rejoice with you when you achieve something, small or great. But not everybody is like that. And that is the reality. If we understand that men are sinners and we are what? We have fallen since Adam. If we appreciate and understand what Scripture says about people, that wickedness in our minds, and it's only the grace of God that can cure it through Christ. But even in Christ, we are still tempted about it. And that is reality. As we studied Galatians, there is a battle within the flesh and the spirit. And it continues on. Therefore, do not feed the flesh. Do not feed its desires, but what? Feed what? Your desire for the spiritual things of God so that that becomes stronger. Well, if, do not boast about tomorrow, but let us also not boast about the present. We are nothing without Christ. Now, if you understand that humility, that concept, and you take it deep in your mind. It will be like John the Baptist. Hey, there's another preacher. Who's becoming popular. What did John? Well, I, I paraphrase that. Okay. But John the Baptist said he must increase. And I must decrease. Why for a time John the Baptist was a well-known preacher. In the area. But as Christ was introduced and Then he knew he must increase. So then in our lives, we must decrease. We pray that they see Christ and not us. So when we preach the gospel, when we disciple, it's less of us. And it is really about him. It is not so much of, look at me and the changes that happen. Sure. We proclaim that, but all for the glory of God. We have to be careful not to make it about us. It is always about Him. When the gospel or when preaching is all about self-help, man-centric, how it's always about God meeting your needs. And the, the different sermons, but it revolves around that. It's about your self-esteem. It's about your, your, your suffering, your everything, but never about the sin that we have committed. And that is dangerous preaching if a preacher does not speak against sin and does not proclaim repentance. Repentance. If we proclaim the love of God out of context, that is dangerous. For one truly appreciates the love and mercy of God. If one truly understands the holiness, justice, and wrath of God. One truly understands if we see how wretched we are as sinners and how much we need a Savior. But some, it's just an intellectual thing. We need a Savior. They don't feel it. They don't sense it. And I am nothing without Him. Do not boast about tomorrow. Now, war, natural calamities, (laughs) a pandemic. And persecution may surprise economies. It may surprise families as well. Some of us were hit hard with the pandemic. Some of us thrived. Some of us, a lot of us got hit. One of my businesses really got hit. Well, Praise God, he provided another one, but well, I still owe money on this side. But this one did very well. Praise God. But the point is, anything doing well right now check the heart any knowledge you think you know better than others uh uh-uh. uh careful now so we come before god and say lord guide me lead me we go back to proverbs and says that says look for counselors advisors good advisors not bad advisors good advisors don't do it on your own because the mind is limited. Anything can happen now. The lowly might elevate and the mighty be humbled. Is that a probability? Oh, yes. It has happened in history. Just study history how one nation will be elevated and another nation humbled. Why, once the mighty Babylon, Iraq, ruled the world. They were the superpower, how once Iran or Persia ruled the world, how once Rome ruled the world, even in nations, it goes up and it goes down. And you hear of families in history, once upon a time, that family was well off and they took care of many people. But their children are begging right now. How, how things can just change. So, what do we do? We boast of nothing. But we are tempted. Right? Come on. Are you tempted to boast about a little thing? Have you been tempted? If you say you have not, then you're committing another sin, which is lying. (laughs) Ah, the pride of man, the temptation of the serpent to Eve. Oh, you will not die. You will be like God. Uh, Appeal to the pride of man. They did die. Not immediately. Immediately was a spiritual death. The physical death still happened. But not immediately. It still happened. The consequence of that sin sin, still happened. Not immediately. But later on. And sometimes such is. Things we do today. Therefore one should live wisely. Wisely. Even if we anticipate a good future, let us humble ourselves before the Lord. That will make you wiser. And if you boast less or you don't boast, somehow you are more likable, right? But once in a while, we slip. And it's good for brothers and sisters Sometimes we do it unintentionally. Somebody called my attention when one time I was just sharing something good and said, oh, careful with that because you sound like so intelligent. I try not to sound intelligent, but sometimes it's when you explain something, so sometimes you better be quiet. Depends on where you are. I think in the classroom that can be done. But not in every area where it will not be appreciated, even that. Sometimes you're not even thinking it. Oh, we have much to learn. We have much to learn. Can you say with me, I have much to learn? Can you say to your neighbor, We have much to learn? Point number three, do not praise yourself. It's supposed to be praise the Lord, right? (laughs) Praise me. (laughs) Oh, praise me. (laughs) It's not praise me, it's supposed to be praise God. That's why many Many theologians, they don't have a secular perspective of self-esteem. Although we believe in that, that kind of science being developed, psychology, for example. Yet on the spiritual realm, although we under, it explains man in different ways, with different theories, yet when somebody comes to me for counseling... I feel bad about myself. I I don't learn that much. I repeat my sins. Uh, I'm no good. Now, the, the secular one would say, don't say that. You're not that bad. I have to warn you, when you come to me, I will confirm everything you say. I said, you're right. You are a wretched sinner. You are no good. Uh, Not only you, me too, okay? Because that's how the fall of Adam, it confirms it. What you feel bad about yourself might be true, but by the grace of God, the sins of the past may be forgiven in Christ. That may, that might lead to your healing in your mind and your emotions. Because when you stop making it about you, and you make it about Christ, the less you see of yourself, and the more you see of Him. Because we still feel so bad about ourselves, a little accomplishment we do, we want to tell the world. Look at me, I completed 100 jumping jacks. I did 20 push-ups. It's a milestone. Hey, everybody celebrate with me. Most of the world don't care about your happy achievement that you post. And then you're sad. Why nobody's liking my post? Because we don't care. Oh, your mama will care. But problem is your mama is not on the Facebook. Facebook. But if you give up praising yourself and focus on praising God. Wisdom instructs the listeners to avoid praising the self, which makes it sound boastful. The mouth must learn silence when tempted to proclaim one's praises. It is better to receive praise from others than from the self. Verse 2 of Proverbs 27, let another praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. Praise from a stranger is better than praise from the self. So why would a stranger praise somebody? Perhaps because he witnessed his skills, or her services, or because of the excellent reputation coming from trustworthiness that, spread, that may spread unintentionally. There are people's reputations that spread and they're not spreading it. They're not even trying. But people get to know who they are. They don't even try to measure it. But word goes out. Word goes out. Now, I'm not saying don't be happy with your achievements. Please celebrate it. Okay? But don't boast about it. There's a difference. I'm not saying don't post anything. I said watch your heart. And watch your words on how you proclaim something or post something online. Now I applaud with you if your child achieved first honors in kindergarten. Praise the Lord, right? But please do not put the pressure on them having always to perform light of nights because you keep posting it. You know how that Deranges somebody? Oh, that's why I'm posting it so I pressure them to study. (laughs) What a fool. I have read different studies. Grades might be a measure of understanding something, but it's not the only measure. It is not even the most vital measure in making it in this world. There are others. Being respectful of others. Being a lady and a gentleman is another thing. Being respectable is another thing. But we keep harping on grades, 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 grades. Now, anything you can boast of, you just say what? Glory to God. To your name, not unto me, Lord, but to your name give glory. Not unto me, Lord, but to your name give glory. Because if you do something good, people will appreciate. And that is what we want to happen. When what you do has an impact to others, Because you solve the problem, there is impact. Not just look at me, uh, have you seen my qualifications? No, it's what you do. Then they remember. And when they remember, they will recall. Because there is impact in what you've done. You want to be known? That is what you want, not announcing your good works to the world. In fact, the Bible did say, Jesus said, if you want to give to charity, do not let your right hand from your left hand to know what they're doing. What does it mean? You help and you forget it. You don't say to somebody, hey, remember the time long ago? I helped you. No, you knew help, you help, forget. If they remember and bless you back, praise God. If they forget, who cares now? Because you've forgotten, okay? But if you don't forget, you're going to feel bad. And you're going to be depressed how much I've sacrificed for them. And this is all they return to me. Another fool we are sometimes. God is good. Can you say glory to God? God. Can you say praise the Lord? Remember, the Lord, not me. Okay? You know, sometimes uh, the melody of amazing grace. I love the simple melody. So I change it to praise praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Okay, praise God. Remember that. And don't say, praise me, praise me, praise me. Sing it together, let's sing it. (laughs) When something good happens, you say, God is good. God is good. You know what I did? If it's not because of me. (laughs) Ah! Ah! Me. Application number one, give up fame. I remember what the Lord told Abraham. I will make your name great. It was God who said that. So let God do that if that is His will. He did not say, Abraham, you will make your name great. That's in Genesis 12. It was God who said, I. And it, it really happened after his death. <laughs> According to John the Baptist, he must increase and I must decrease. However, some will find it difficult to reject fame or the opportunity to become famous. Such is the pride of life that tempts us. Thus, let us give up the fame. Are you saying We shouldn't aspire to be great musicians or actors. No, I'm not saying that. There's a difference between you are so good at your craft. You're so excellent about it that even if you don't try promoting yourself, people will. No, there's a difference there. And we have seen those who tried so much, trying so hard to attract attention to themselves. But hey... You're just not that good yet. That's why it disappoint me sometimes when somebody wants to be an actor. How many acting classes have you gone through? Can you be professional about that? Somebody wants to be good at something. How many hours have you given to that thing to sharpen your skill? Sure, you're the best in your small group. Maybe in your school. But who are you compared to the rest of the world? But if you don't stop thinking of fame. And just focusing on the craft. Remember last Sunday. He who is skilled Will stand before kings. Now the attention and applause can blind us from. The presence of the almighty. Instead. Why don't we glorify God. In what we do. Then if ever. If ever many will appreciate. The work of God through us. If ever many will appreciate. We have to be careful. To give him all the glory. The heart is deceptive. We want like sponges we want to absorb we want to absorb we're so proud why come he's appreciated and I'm not we're so absorbed with ourselves but when it comes when it doesn't matter anymore then it's just praise God why Because it matters only, first and foremost, to God Himself. On Judgment Day, it's not the peers you have that created the peer pressure you're in that will judge you. It is God Himself. Based on what? Based on the Scriptures. Not based on what's popular today. May he receive all the glory. Do not chase fame for the sake of fame. If ever you are known, may it be known because you contributed something. Point two, submit to the sovereign, to his sovereign will. William Carey, one of the pioneers of modern missions, once said: uh, Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. And we should. But let none of us boast of what we plan to do. We plan, but there's no boasting there. So how do you make sure there's no boasting? There's a warning in the book of James. Don't say you're going to do this city and in that city you're going to do this. Instead, you should say, if God wills. Our small church community plans to have our own campsite. Even uh, a schooling for those who want to preach, to learn to to minister. That's the plan. Hopefully we'll present it January to you. But we should never boast of such plan. If God wills. Alright? If God wills. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we have our own place? You and your family can just go there and have the breeze of the mountain wind. And your small group will go there to study God's Word and do some barbecue. If God wills it. So we humbly pray, Thy will be done. And Jesus taught us, pray this way. Ah, but that's not how some preachers preach it. Don't say, thy will be done. It means you're not sure. Oh, huh? that's a lack of faith. Jesus said, pray this way. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. No, you must decree. You can only... Decree or declare. You cannot. You can only declare the word of God. So be careful who you fellowship with. If you cannot root it in scripture. I mean root it clearly in scripture. Don't do it. Submit to his sovereign will. God's will be done. Your will be done Lord. Let us pray for our future. Let us work on it. Yet we must always understand that God knows best in all things. Wonderful. You want to be a doctor and study 12 years of your life and only begin earning after 12 years. Praise God. We need those. We need healers. Some of you want to be lawyers, although there are too many lawyers in the Philippines already. But sure, praise God, at least we know you. Go ahead. Some of you want to be engineers. Go ahead, plan it. Some of you want to be writers or composers or musicians. Go ahead, craft, develop, sharpen your skill. Do not give up. But hear ye, hear ye. You pray, thy will be done, not my will be done. Why? God's plan may be different from yours. And that's why some people are depressed in life, because they just, they say, this is the one thing I want. And then they blame God. Why did you not give it to me? Have you not read Job when God said, who are you? Where were you when I created the earth? Where are you? Were you when I put the planets into existence? Where were you? You are nothing. We are nothing. So we say, Thy will be done, Lord. And that goes with trust, to trusting God that He knows best for us. So sometimes this is what I want to do. It didn't happen. Because some people plan their lives like like a factory. It's linear. A, B, C, D, E. Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. It's linear. Life is not linear. No, it's not. There are so many forces at work you can't control. In a factory, they try to control it. It's inside a factory. It's inside conditions that that would work to 99.9% of the time. Our lives are not like that. In fact, we should pray. God has His plan for us. There's only plan A, but we don't know that. Part of life is discovering that, but we have to be proactive in our plan. So what do we do? From A to B. However, A to B has B1, B2, B3. A to B2 happened because of circumstances. But A to B, 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. you think Joseph planned his life? He just had to work with what's in front of him. Joseph, the dreamer, he went through a lot of suffering. But he maximized what was in front of him. So stop complaining of saying, I don't have any opportunities. Work with what's in front of you. Joseph was slave, became a slave. He worked at being a slave. He became the chief slave. He was thrown to a dungeon, falsely accused. That was what was in front of him. He did, I presume he did well because he became like partners with the warden. And until he became governor or prime minister of Egypt, that wasn't linear. It's just saying, Lord, I'm here. These are the opportunities. Let me work on them. But don't work on anything without thought of God. That's when we become godless. Don't think godlessness is about just going against scripture. It's even just forgetting about, not putting God as a factor in your life. When he himself, Jesus himself, said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First. We must always understand that God knows best in all things. And His will is continuously unfolding, which might become different from our plan. And lastly, last point, stop self-praise. Let us stop singing praise me, praise me and praise me. (laughs) I feel so good about myself. (laughs) Ha! Praise me. You say to yourself, enough, enough. Every accolade, every achievement we humbly offer to God as worship. It is an offering of excellence. But for not for self-glory, but for the glory of the one who called us into his Son. Let us follow wisdom's instruction not to praise ourselves. It is unwise to promote our good works. For some it may look distasteful and it might promote envy. Let others praise us, even a stranger, perhaps due, hopefully due to our excellence. If we excel in our work and character, people will talk and it will spread. Even strangers might know our name and that is without self-promotion. If we receive praise, we shall, with all sincerity, give all to the glory of God. I give you right now a piece of poetry called Inglorious Glory. Not good to eat too much honey. Overeat and you'll be sorry. It's foolish to seek self-glory. That should never be your story. Not always good to be famous for selfish reasons, inglorious. Let go of the desire for fame, an unruly heart we must tame. Do not boast of your future plans. Trust the Lord, it's all in His hands. Many things out of your control, therefore maintain a humble soul. The untamed mouth let us restrain, and all boasting we must contain. Better if another praise you, even someone you don't know who. Heed this advice, and don't despise. Remember, self-praise is unwise. Else you would sound worse than the worse. Therefore, adhere to this verse. Let us all rise, let us pray. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. We want to learn humility, yet we pray that we learn it quickly else we might hurt ourselves and be humiliated, therefore, learning humility. When there is nothing, teach us to be humble. When there is abundance, teach us to be humble. Teach us to say, it's because of you, it's because of you, it's because of you. That we cannot save ourselves, we do not boast of our good works, but we recognize the changes you've made in us for the spirit is at work conforming us to the image of Christ we rely on the righteousness of Christ, not our own not our own remove our need for attention but give us a desire for worship Give us a desire for prayer, for meditation of your word, to master your word, to learn of you. May we all grow in wisdom. In everything we do, glorify your name. Tame our hearts, Lord, tame our mouths. Teach us not to seek our own glory, but teach us to glorify you always, always, always. Always. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his Spirit be with you all. God's people say, amen. Good morning. God bless you.